Hello, and welcome to the Empowerography Podcast. This is a platform created for women's voices to be heard and a place to share their stories, journeys, and successes with the world for the purpose of helping other women who might be on similar journeys. We are empowering women one episode at a time. I'm your host, Brad Walsh, so kick back, grab one of your favorite beverages, and enjoy the stories. If you're looking for jewelry that makes an impact on your self-care routine and your style, Empowerography would love to offer you a discount code to one of our exclusive partners, Quartz and Canary Jewelry and Wellness Company. Please use code EMPOWER15 to receive 15% off upon checkout at www.quartzandcanary.com. Quartz and Canary is truly the place where spirituality meets style. Hello there, Brad Walsh here, your host of the Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest is Jackie Minsky. She is a publicist and a branding and marketing strategist. How are you doing today, Jackie? I'm doing good. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here with me today and share a bit about your story and your journey with us here in the Empowerography community. I appreciate you. So let's jump right in. So as mentioned, you're a publicist, a branding and marketing strategist. You own a PR agency. You... um are a business and mindset coach, a podcast host, and last but certainly not least, a mom. How on earth do you find the time for all of this? And how do you prioritize your time? You know, I like to tell people I'm an octopus. (laughs) 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 I'm an octopus, right? I have so many hands. You know, when I first started, I started my podcast first. And when when anyone asks me how, I always say you have to take the baby steps, right? So take one step at a time. I didn't become all these things overnight, right? It was a Mm -hmm. process, a journey within itself. So I started my podcast first after my mother passed away. My ex abandoned my son and I, my mother passed away within those eight months. Oh man, that's a lot. It was a lot. And it was at once. And I remember laying in bed and before all this happened, naturally, I'm someone who I I love talking about manifestation mindset and growing up. Those were the things I studied energy mindset. And when I got married, I lost myself in the marriage. You know, I was a stay at home mom. I was working a little bit, but not as entrepreneurial as usually I was. And now my son's father abandoned us. My mother passed away and I'm laying in bed at the time I was living at my sister's house. Uh And I remember thinking the Jackie before the marriage, what would she do? Right. What would she do? Because that girl was tough. Like, you know, (laughs) what would she do? Yeah. So this little voice said, start a podcast. Because at the time I was listening to a lot of podcasts and I was like, Mm -hmm. start a podcast. Who am I to start a podcast? You know, they say that usually after an inspirational thought comes to you, Mm -hmm. later fear will follow. And that's exactly what happened in that moment. I had the inspirational thought to start a podcast. And next second, it was like, who's going to listen, right? Imposter syndrome creeps in. Yeah. yeah. So luckily, I kept with the vision. I remember I ordered a small recording device. Mm -hmm. And I'll never forget when I received it. At the time, I was living with my sister again. I was living with my sister, her husband, her kids, my son, you know, in a house with everybody. (laughs) No money to my name at the time. And I remember the whole family's like, what is she up to? Like, she got a recording device. What is this girl going to do? 
And they were kind of laughing, you know, because, you know, in, especially in family and conditioning and all these things, people are used to you being who you are. And now yeah. I was I was slowly stepping out of it. So now people were like, what's happening? So I didn't have time to record because I was with my son all the time. And at the time, he wasn't in daycare. He was only two years old. He wasn't in daycare yet. So I had to record, believe it or not, this is going to sound silly, funny, but it's this is humble beginnings. I would record my podcast in the bathroom while he was sleeping at night. <laughs> you know, humble beginnings, yeah. humble beginnings. So I would take the device, I'd go to the bathroom, I'd record myself speaking. And, you know, I did that more and more and more. And then over time, as I gained more confidence, I had about, I want to say five episodes recorded. And then I started looking for someone to help me. Mm-hmm. Uh, luckily, it was a family friend who knew how to do sound and all that stuff. So that was the person that was like, okay, I'll help you because, you know, I couldn't pay them at the time. Right. And Here's the interesting part about it. I had five episodes. I had someone helping me with sound. So Mm -hmm. I could have went live at any point. Yeah. But I was like, no, let's re-record that episode. Mm -hmm. Let's re-record this episode, right? Because perfectionism, again, started to kick in. So what happened was the person that was doing my sound just released the podcast without telling me. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. So my nephew calls me and he's like, Hey, your podcast is on iTunes. I was like, no, it's not. I was like, no, (laughs) not possible. It's not possible. And it was. And And that was an interesting moment for me because I was scared, but the fear only lasted five minutes. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, well, I can't tell them to take it down. Nope. It's It's out there. It's It's out out there. there, (laughs) Yeah. And the imposter syndrome crept up. It's like, well, what are people going to think now? You know, what are they going to say? Who are you even say these things? But I learned in those five minutes how much of illusion fear is. And, you know, step by step from the podcast to branding the podcast to then PR for the podcast. As I was building myself, my podcast, my brand, I started to become interested in those things from a business perspective mm. and how I started dipping my hands into all of it. <laughs> wow. Okay. That's quite the story. <laughs> so how did the whole publicist thing start and how long have you been a publicist now? So the publicist, because I was a branding strategist, I, you know, had a friend who was in the PR world and I mm-hmm. would contact him and be like, Hey, I, I have someone who wants press, you know? So then after coming to the that PR person for one or two or three clients, they were just, mm-hmm. hey, like just join the team. So for a while, I, I worked for an agency for okay. eight months. Okay. And then I really discovered that I want to do it more personably. Like I want to have my own clients. I want to mm-hmm. grow with my clients because me, I'm, I connect with people. And when I connect with them, I, I like to have long-term connection. Right. So I would prefer to be the kind of publicist, not with an agency, but with a client exclusively, which is what I'm doing now. Right. And so that transition from working for a company to entrepreneurship, how was that for you? Was that transition fairly smooth and easy for you? You know, luckily the agency I worked with didn't micromanage. So we still had our own clients under us. Mm -hmm. So there was really no difference except no one was paying the salary. (laughs) (laughs) Which is Um, a big difference. (laughs) Yeah, which was scary at first, of course. 
luckily it was an agency that they didn't micromanage. You were responsible for the clients you brought in anyway. We weren't mm-hmm. assigned to anyone. So um, it was kind of similar. It was, honestly, it was the same besides the paycheck. Okay. So it was smooth. All right. Yeah. And so how does the branding and marketing strategist fit into this whole big puzzle of Jackie? Oh, well, that's the whole thing. You know, branding and marketing is everything. It's everything. Before you get into press, we're going to check the branding, right? That's the most important thing, right? But branding to me, because when I branded myself, I did it from the most authentic core and being of me, right? Mm -hmm. And I learned that's what people connected with, right? So I discovered, and I studied branding, of course, because you can't be a branding strategist if you don't study it, right? Yes, of course just by branding myself (laughs) there's something called emotional branding right Mm -hmm. people have to connect with you over time to trust you right if you're consistent and authentic with yourself and your brand over time well what do you think people see or people hear the same thing so they start to trust you right Right. in business trust is the number one thing Mm -hmm. right branding is trust emotional branding builds trust the right just puts the branding out in front of those people and press also why do you think press is so successful when you're in front of the masses people trust you right yes it's all connected so you briefly very briefly touched on a little bit of your story about your ex-husband leaving you so your personal struggle again which led to the start of your podcast can you share a bit more about your personal struggles with us yes so I'll never forget it was, and, and I, don't, I, don't, I don't believe I've shared this story so publicly, maybe once or twice, I don't remember. You know, I was married, had, I wouldn't call the perfect life, but I had mm-hmm. the life that, you know, many people would want, you know, the, the, the big home, the nice cars, mm-hmm. you know, the materialistic stuff. And you know what was interesting to me that even when I had all these things, I wasn't satisfied, which told me that I'm driven by heart just from that alone because I already had that right Right. and even in that marriage if I was driven by materialistic stuff I would have been content in the marriage but I wasn't and I remember feeling why am I so unhappy in this marriage when I have everything like if I said I want this bag or I want these shoes it would take half a second I you know have it there was no questions right but in that marriage I could already see that there was a disconnect I could feel and here's the funny part and I say this it's funny but it wasn't funny in the moment of course I was eight months pregnant and we were laying watching television and my intuition was like this is your first husband (laughs) (laughs) wow um I was like this is not a good time to say that intuition I'm like you know I have to me which by the way I do get premonitions once in a while yeah. so and it was like where I'm eight months pregnant we're watching television and decided <laughs> now's the time to tell me this is my first husband I was like um how many husbands am I gonna have <laughs> you know luckily the intuition said number two is my forever yeah. luckily but that kind of confused me because now I have this information. This is your first husband. And I don't know. I mean, we never know as humans how things are going to unfold, right? right. That's part of the unknowing. But now I was like, what now? Right. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if my intuition was preparing for me for what was to come by giving me that information. Because if I had thought that that was my forever, maybe I would have took the hit harder. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, yeah. So when he went missing, he went missing, you know, I, he just disappeared. He just vanished. Well, he was on the run for a year. Oh, okay. He's back now. 
<laughs> he's back now, but he was on the run for a year. He left the country for a year. I'm still uncertain exactly where that information is legal stuff that I really don't have access to. Yeah. They don't really talk to me about it because I had nothing to do with him. But, you know, the, the phone went off. You know, I called him and the phone just went off and now it was one in the morning. Now, n- let me just rewind quickly. Anyone who knew my ex-husband, mm-hmm. if his phone ever died, he would find a phone to call me and say, hey, my phone died. This is where I am. Or right. Whatever. So now I haven't heard from him for seven hours. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, this is not like him. Yeah. So one in the morning goes to three in the morning, four or five. Now it's a whole night and that's not like him. So I already started calling all his friends. Yeah. I didn't call family yet. Family was last because Mm -hmm. I didn't know what to say. Yeah, of course. Say, you know, I'm home alone with the baby. What do you say? So that was probably the hardest few weeks of my life. It was so stressful. I broke out in hives. A week after he disappeared, I had to go file a missing persons report, Mm -hmm. obviously which uh, that was surreal, you know, still thinking about it. I'm like, wow, that happened. And then finally, after I filed the missing persons report, I finally called my sister. Okay. I made that phone call and I said, he's missing. And she was like, what do you mean? I was like, I don't don't know how else to explain it. So I had to take my one-year-old, my dog and fly to New York. Cause at the time I was, I was out of state. So I had to fly back to my family. Right. And again, I'm thinking this whole time that in a week or maybe two weeks, he'll resurface, right? Mm -hmm. You don't know, right? Yeah. And then just eventually, when I got back to my family's house, I'll tell you how it goes. First, it's denial, right? Mm -hmm. So I didn't see any of my childhood friends for like three, four months, because again, I didn't know what to say. Yeah. I didn't know what to say. I was still in denial of the fact that he's gone, right? So denial is a very long process when you're in trauma, because to mm-hmm. me, it was trauma. So I was in denial for three, four months. And then I finally had dinner with one of my close friends. And she was the first person I was honest with. And she said, what do you mean he's missing? I said, that's what everyone's asking me. I said, I, I don't know how to explain it, right? So the once I got comfortable telling people that he's missing... Then the shock started to come. It right. went from denial to shock, like this is really your reality. Yeah. So from denial to shock, sadness, anger, it went through so many different stages of trauma. And then to make things worse, eight months later, my mother passes away. Oh, right. Man. So it was a really rough time and I could have, you know, and I'm not going to lie and say that even though everything happened, I was strong. No, I was angry at the world. Mm-hmm. I'm a of God, faith and math. You know, I was angry yeah. at God. Source. I was, I was like, how did this happen? And that's when I started to piece together those little things like, well, we gave you the signal. This is your first husband. We prepared, like, that's when I started to connect and I zoomed out. Yeah. When I zoomed out, I started to understand energy much more. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, there's always that inner wisdom. Yeah. It's like you knew he was your first husband. You didn't know how it was going to unfold, but we here kinda- it is. It's unfolded. <laughs> this is how it decided to <laughs> So um And it was hard. Of course, it was hard because you start to question yourself. But I'll tell you one thing. It's interesting how that works because I remember I used to have this joke because, you know, I love my son and they always say mama's boy. Mm -hmm. And I used to joke with him and say, our son's going to grow up and favor me. He's not going to like you. And I would joke (laughs) about it, right? (laughs) I was like, be careful what words you use. 
I don't know if I spoke that into reality, but <laughs> something definitely happened there. So um, energy's real. You know, words are, as Shaman Durek yeah, says, power. Else with the words you use. So yeah. um, that's when I started to really understand energy. So how long had you been married before he took off, before he disappeared? Uh, well, the baby was one, so I want to say three and a half, four years. And so did you get resolution? Like, did you find out what the hell happened or you just yeah. left? Well, he, he went on the run. He got into some legal troubles and he decided that the best way, which I don't still till this day, I always ask him, you thought that was a great idea instead of facing it. You just like, how far did you think, you, you know? We're, yeah. You know, like, you know, and my question is always is when you left, were you going to start a new family? Like, what yeah. was the like, were you going to start a new family? Like, were you, like, what wow. was the whole process, you know, and, and I'll tell you something. One of the hardest things for me also, when he left, mm-hmm. people looked at me and thought that I knew whatever he was up to. Right. Of course. Guilty by association. Oh, yeah. yeah. So now I'm dealing with the fact that he's missing mm-hmm. and on top of it, my character is being shred. Yeah. And I was like, and that's why I was mad at God. I was like, God, I'm an honest person. I was like, how am I in the middle of this? I was like, is this a joke? I was like, what did I ever do to deserve? You know, so I went through that anger of confusion of how I got here. And that also taught me something powerful. When you know yourself so well, sometimes you will be faced with that adversity. Sometimes people will not like you. Sometimes people won't believe in you or you. Mm-hmm. But if you are honest, it will eventually unfold. And the truth always comes to surface. I always live by that. For sure. For sure. So Jackie, what was the breaking point then or light bulb moment for you with this struggle and this story and where you just said to yourself, okay, and now I've got to, I've got to look after me and my son and that's it. That's, that's my focus. What was the break? Was there a breaking point or a light bulb moment for you? Yeah, it was that moment where I was laying in bed before I started my podcast. I was laying in bed and I said, how do I find my voice? Right. Because mm. I lost my voice. And then on top of losing my voice in the marriage, now I have other voices telling me that they think all these things of me because I was his wife. And it got very noisy in my mind. So I said, how do I get back to my voice? How do mm-hmm. I have people hear my side of the story or how do I even hear myself after everything I just went through? Yeah. So that's when I just started the podcast. I just started taking baby steps and I started getting comfortable with my story. Mm-hmm. So and that was kind of like your therapy then in a way. Yeah. Yeah. It was my therapy. And you know, what's interesting. Sometimes when you're helping yourself, you can help others at the yeah, same time. For sure. And that to me was powerful because while I was, you know, in therapy with my own podcast and myself, I got a chance to meet other people, interview other people. And my listeners at the same time were being, you know, they were being guided and helped with. And and what I showed people is you can go through something hard, but you don't want to sit in it for too long. Yes, that's it. Yeah, you can. It's okay to feel the feels, but don't live there. And no, and for many reasons, right? I'm a manifester, right? I love to manifest. And I say to people, if you sit in that energy for too long, you're going to manifest the same, same. Yes, that's exactly it. So it's either you're going to change the energy or Mm -hmm. you're going to keep recreating the energy. Yeah. Reliving that story. It's like Groundhog Day. You keep reliving that over and over again. Yeah. So 
how have these experiences then helped shape the Jackie you are today, do you think? It made me braver. (laughs) (laughs) To say the least. (laughs) It made me understand boundaries. I used to be very naive. I used to be very naive. Yeah, I guess you could say naive. And now I have boundaries and I know how to protect my energy. I know how to speak up for myself. Sometimes it's it's a lot, right? Sometimes I'm, sometimes I'm overly speaking up for myself. I'm still mm. learning how to balance that. But that's just a, maybe a feminine thing. <laughs> <laughs> Notice I didn't say female because I Yes, think yes. <laughs> I'm careful with my words, but overall it helped shape me because I understood that after going through something like that, I can overcome, right? Anything. Um, anything. Yeah. 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 So you mentioned, we've mentioned the podcast a few times. Can you tell us a bit more about the podcast, what the theme of it is, what it's all about, the name of it, all of that stuff? So the previous name that people may know me as is Stupid Wise Girl. Okay. And the reason I called it that was because, you know, I always felt like I was connected to source, higher mm-hmm. consciousness, you know, as someone who understands energy, but unfortunately I got myself into stupid situations such as that situation. Right. So I said, well, how do we as humans, as people, as individuals get to a place where we understand why we had our stupid mistakes and how do we go into our wiser, higher consciousness? Mm-hmm. So Wise Girl is really about tapping into your higher consciousness, making decisions from your higher consciousness, really understanding that no matter what it is you're going through, how can you operate, think from that source, that place. And, you know, I interview a lot of people who went through things and that's really ultimately what it's about. Consciousness, manifestation, mindset. Awesome. And of course, it's available on all the platforms, Apple, Stitcher, Google, all of that, right? Yes. And we're changing the name to the Jackson. (laughs) So. <laughs> it's called sorry the jackie minsky show now yes okay we- perfect okay that's what i was gonna ask is you said previously it was named so okay that's the name of it now all right so when did you open your own pr agency and what's the name of your agency how long has that been running so my own agency is only three months old okay very Fresh. new okay yes it's called the divine pr oh ah, very cool i love it that's <laughs> awesome and uh, i call myself the conscious publicist Beautiful. Uh, Yeah. And the people that I love to work with are people, again, who are conscious in what they're doing. They have Mm -hmm. their own patient in the world, but it's serving others. Right. Right. So it's people I'm more aligned with. And, you know, there's so many different ways to PR. Like the PR is, let's not even get it. That's a whole other episode. (laughs) (laughs) But I say conscious because I like making connections with the journalists. I like building friendships with people. Mm -hmm. I'm a connector, right? So I like people in general. And if, if I can connect person A and person B, to me, that's a conscious, that's more conscious and that's more authentic to me. And Mm -hmm. that's kind of the lane I'm in right now. It's amazing when you can help build relationships between other people. It feels so good to be able to connect one person with another and they both come together and build something together or create something together. It's an amazing feeling to know that you've been part of that and helped create that relationship. Yeah. And that's the thing, you know, if you're someone who's good with people Mm -hmm. and you might just need to be the middleman sometimes. Yes. And that's okay. You know, everyone's always like, how can I make a quick buck here? No, the universe. God source is watching. And and first of all, that feels, I mean, for me, that feels wrong, right? So sometimes it feels it, dirty. It, it really feels does. Dirty, right? Yeah. 
So sometimes if you can just build a bridge, yep. you know, then just That's build it. That's it. Yeah. Right? I, yeah. I learned that very early on. I'm, I mean, I'm only four years into the whole entrepreneurship game, but I learned early on that you never, ever go to someone with the question of what can you do for me? It's what can I do for you? How can I help you? What can we create together that will benefit you? Sure. If I get benefits from it at some great, but my intent and purpose is to help create benefits for you help foster something that helps you, then eventually it's going to come back to you. At some point, it will just come back to you. That's the way the universe works. But so many people have that mindset of what can I get for me? What's in it for me? And you can't go about things that way. That's not how life works. There's also a quote that I read recently that I loved. If you're friends with someone for something that's work-related, you're not authentically their friend. You're in it Mm -hmm. for business. Yeah. And that's one thing I learned is no matter what it is I do, I check my intention, right? Mm-hmm. Is my intention to get something from you? Because if it is, I'm probably going to withdraw from the relationship and check myself before yeah. I visit the relationship. Yeah. Because then, first of all, I'm going into it with dishonesty. Mm-hmm. Second of all, I may get a short-lived result in that dishonesty. Yeah. But long-term, something will come back and bite me in the butt. <laughs> like That's, that's right. Just- works right yeah so, <laughs> so i always check my intention first mm-hmm. right and i and i have uh, one of my friends tony rodriguez actually great guy he works with tony robbins and um recently i i asked him for something and it was like mm-hmm. the first time and i said tony i have a hard time asking for things and you know tony said something interesting to me he said don't be afraid to ask Sometimes you can ask for help, you know, especially mm-hmm. if you know, you're coming from a place of love. Yeah. Because the person that you're asking help from is the person that's going to be giving you the blessing. And mm-hmm. sometimes they need to give the blessing because that's their, you know, that's their blessing to give you. Mm-hmm. So I'm learning that if I already have a solid relationship or foundation with someone, mm-hmm. I can ask and it's up to them to say no or yes. Yeah. That's it. Right. No expectation in the ask. Right. Mm -hmm. I I don't think there's anything wrong in asking for help. And it's funny that we're talking about this right now, because I was just thinking about this this morning before our interview, and I'm going to, I want to do a post on it or a live one of the two, but it came to me. It's like, if you don't ask, the answer will always be no. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with asking for help. Nothing at all. You just, ask the right people, ask it in the right way. And if it's coming from a heart-centered place, it's a very different thing. Yeah. And 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 if you don't ask, not only is it always no, but you're never going to know anything. Right. You're never going to know, period. <laughs> and, uh, and that's another thing. You're going to keep revisiting that thought over mm-hmm. and over and over. So just, you know, ask or yeah. forget about it. <laughs> it's hard though. It, it definitely is hard to get into that mind space, that mindset of asking for help, for sure. It's not an easy thing to do, but if it's coming from a place of good, then there's nothing wrong with it. And like I said, if you don't ask, the answer will always be no. So you're also a business, speaking of mindset, a business and mindset coach. So how long have you been coaching and how did this whole piece of the Jackie puzzle come into play? Well, this I've been doing for a while because of my podcast, right? Mm -hmm. So people would message me offline and, oh, they'd love to connect with me. And at first, I'll be honest, at first I did it for free, you know, just because I wanted to see will people get results? Am I good at it? Am I authentically doing Mm -hmm. it? They always say, if you want to serve, what would you do for free? 
right? right. So I had to make sure I, I'm serving for free first. And then over time, you know, I, I realized because I went through something and I had no one, you know, at the time I had no one, I kind of loved seeing, you know, the impact I had when I'm helping someone get out of something they're going through, right? And now, you know, fast forward, it's been about two years I've been coaching. I used to mm-hmm. do one ones. Now I'm doing a, a, a mastermind, right? Every okay. eight weeks I have signups right now. We're just finishing our last week. And then November 11th, we have new signups right. with my partner, Alexis, we have a program and the results that people have, you know, just, you know, it's interesting. I have one girl right now on week one, she was so quiet and so shy and you can mm. see believe in herself and just to see people's it's in their eyes, right? It's in their yeah. face. Just to see them transform within eight weeks, right? It's powerful. So I do it because I didn't have anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's the thing. Maybe I was afraid to ask for help at the time, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. so now I want to be someone that someone asks for help because I it's, didn't know how to ask. It's incredible to see transformation in people. It's the most, one of the most beautiful things to witness. It's unbelievable to see that transformation in human beings and having an impact on people like that is just amazing. Yeah. It's, it's powerful stuff. And that's what keeps me going. You know, yeah. you know, they always say when you love what you do, it doesn't feel like you're working yep. a day in life. And it's true. The fact that I can do PR and I can help mm-hmm. with branding and I can talk to people, you know, I I've manifested a life that's authentically to me and I've connected it. Right. Mm-hmm. And sure. when you are authentically yourself, that's what happens you can create as long as it's authentically, you know, yeah. the thing you want. For sure. So speaking of this and that, all these things you do, all the hats you wear, Jackie, do you have a favorite one that you enjoy doing more than the rest? Is there something that really, out of all the things you're doing, something that really resonates yeah. with you? And I'll tell you why. And I, I love this question because I thought about it. I was like, mm-hmm. A publicist? Should I just? <laughs> you know, like, of course, because because that's the thing. Society tells us those yes. are many. To me, yeah. maybe that's just my umbrella. <laughs> there you go. My umbrella, right? That's just yeah. Jackie. So, to me, no. I'll tell you why. Jackie loves a challenge. Mm. Whether it's helping a person change, it's a challenge. Mm-hmm. Or getting a client into a publication, it's a challenge. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta let follow up, you know? So I love a good challenge. And I was thinking about this the other day when I was driving, because I got a no from one publication. I was like, a no is better than a no response. That's right. (laughs) Anytime I get told no, or anytime there's a challenge, it makes me want it even more. Right. So I have this affirmation that I started. I turn all my no's into yeses. There you go. Right. So there isn't one hat that I love to wear because I just love a challenge. Now I'm going to say this just because for the sake of wording universe, that doesn't mean (laughs) (laughs) life challenges. That means work challenges. (laughs) (laughs) Challenges, Right. But no, there isn't one hat. I do love them all. Yeah. That that's another thing that I learned early on in my journey too, is that a no doesn't necessarily mean a hard no, never. It just means no, not at this time. And that's it. And that's the way you have to look at all no's. Just no, it's not right at this time. Maybe we'll revisit it, revisit it in six months or eight months or two months down the road. But no is not necessarily a, a firm no, that's it. So, Well, you know what I learned about no's? Mm. 
also because I'm a manifester, right? If someone tells me no and I spin into a negative thought process right there, that's going to stay a no. Yes. Now I've just created the energy of no and I've blocked it Mm -hmm. instead of believing in, okay, how can I revisit? Instead of closing it, how can I revisit, right? So anyone listening, if you ever get a no, don't take it as the final destination, final answer. Really figure out a way of maybe you need to build the skill a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Maybe you need to build the relationship a little bit better, right? What is it going to take for you to go from that no into the yes and revisit later. Who do you have to become in the process? Mm-hmm. So yeah, a no is definitely not a final. No. Maybe you just have to pitch it differently. Who knows, right? You just, you gotta, yeah, take a step back and think about how you can approach it differently to turn that no into a yes, for sure. Yes. So what drives, motivates, and inspires you to keep going, to keep pushing and excelling at all that you do, Jackie? I have this vision for my life that I got to get to, <laughs> gotta, you know, and I'm going to get to, right. And, you know, and I tell people, if, if you imagine your life and I say this all the time, and I'm sorry if someone heard me and say this before, but if you imagine your life in a year from now and nothing changes and you're not going to be happy, then you got to do something right. So every, every year I write down my goals for the year and it's interesting how they unfold, right? I do the work. I don't always know the how, right? You know, even PR before I joined the old agency I was with in the back of my mind, I always wanted to be a publicist, but I didn't Mm -hmm. know how to, you know, enter the world at the time. And, you know, I was asked to, you know, join a team. So as long as you have a vision, it will unfold, but you need to be clear on what that vision is. Yes. Right. If you're not clear on what that vision is, then you're just waking up every day and you're just taking what you're given. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like if you went outside and, you know, let's say you had no food, right. Let's say you were standing there asking for food. You would get what you would get. Right. Yeah. It's the same thing with life. If you don't have a clear vision of what you want, mm-hmm. you're going to get whatever life throws. 100%. Very wise words. So I want to touch a little bit on women in entrepreneurship and women's roles and what we've led up to. So I come from a corporate background. And when I was in that world, I saw how women are treated differently than men in terms of not getting equal pay for doing the same job as their male counterparts or not enough women in C-suite level positions in these big corporations. And I'm sure you can attest to some of this as well, being in that in the PR world. But this ridiculous 1940s old boys club mentality is just fucking mind blowing that we're still dealing with this in the year 2021. So I think that we've started to see a bit of a shift in that mindset a little bit. I don't think we're making the steps we need to, but there is a bit of a shift happening. So what are your thoughts on the landscape of entrepreneurship and women-run businesses? First of all, I love them, of course, right? Because I'm Uh a woman myself and Uh I have my own business now. But I'll tell you something I learned. You know, when I first started being an entrepreneur and when I first found my voice, right? Because in the beginning, I didn't have my voice up to let's say the males right and if one of them barked at me I would listen right I'd sit mm-hmm. down, I would do what I'm told because at the time that's all I knew but when I got comfortable speaking I realized very quickly how maybe I was intimidating to them maybe mm-hmm. I was too smart you know and then there were so many different angles some men would flirt with you just to mm-hmm. cut your paycheck right like I've had so many different things happen to me but I'll tell you one thing I learned and I forgot which comedian said this but you know an alpha man's not going to tell you he's an alpha man right no so of course not. You 
know? So if someone's acting like that in business and you're a woman dealing with a man, you're dealing with someone who's not even sure about himself. Mm -hmm. And I've learned to not feel bad, but I've learned to not get offended with an unconscious man's wounds. Okay. Yeah. It's not my responsibility. Mm. He's projecting his insecurities onto me or any woman that can be dealing with him. Yeah. And I think sometimes as women, because we're such a feminine, soft energy, naturally, we get offended and take it personal because we're just, you know, we're softer and, you know, Mm -hmm. we have emotions. But if you can see that person, right, as someone who is just a broken person or unsure of himself, you feel empowered right away because, you know, there's a saying, whoever has to put you down is already below you, right? So that's yeah when I started to shift that everything changed I stopped attracting those kind of work relationships that's a great perspective so are you personally seeing a shift then in more term in terms of more women making the leap into entrepreneurship and if so why do you think that is you know I wouldn't say more I don't know I think that we've always been around I think we're just Hmm. maybe a little bit louder now (laughs) you know we have to be right yeah But I think it's just because for so long, like if you look back in history, right, for so long, we've we've been told to stay home, we've been told to, you know, have dinner ready on the table, and Mm -hmm. which all those things are nice, you know, I come from an old school, old values family, you know, those are the things I'm still gonna incorporate in in my marriage when I get married a second time, which I will. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm putting it out there. I still believe in those things, but it's not in a way where you have to tell us what to do. Luckily, we know what to do. We don't need to Mm -hmm. be told, right? Same thing with you men, just people in general. The less you try to control anyone, the more they're going to want to do. So I think because we've been tried to be controlled for so long, I think we've just gotten louder in our mission to, you know, to overcome those struggles but mm-hmm. i think that i think we've always been around you know yeah even if you go back in history there's always been something going on with women empowerment mm-hmm. you know under the radar but yeah i can't say we completely you know <laughs> flatlined before so um we, we've always been you know entrepreneurs at heart yeah i, I think there's also a thing you know back in the day i'm just gonna have to say it yeah. you know the men that were successful it's because they had a good woman there, <laughs> you know there you go well, we just behind the scenes <laughs> that's it that's it the woman behind the man that's that's yeah. always the thing right but i think that also i think women are getting tired of the bullshit in the corporate world and saying you know what if you're not going to recognize me for my talents and my abilities and promote me and put me where i should be fuck it i'm leaving then and i'm going to become my own ceo i'm tired of this shit I've had enough. So I think that's part of it for sure. I would have to say that is a part of it. That is a part of it. But again, me personally, I try not to look at it like that because if yeah. I have something to prove to someone else, I'm already not in alignment with what I have to prove to myself. Right. Right. Yeah. Does that inspire me? Of course it inspires me. But once I move on, I'm not thinking about that. I have to prove you wrong. Right. I'm mm. just thinking about how to put myself in a better position without you in the equation period. So you being a serial entrepreneur yourself, What are your thoughts on how women can continue to push through and continue to break down these fucking ridiculous barriers and these ways of thinking and break through all that shit and continue the cycle, keep changing and keep pushing forward? Well, number one, they have to find their voice. Mm -hmm. 
especially because I'll be honest, and this is why I'm hesitant to date right now. I have this fear that I'm getting over, right? Where if I get married, I'm going to lose my voice again, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that a lot of times married women, you know, we tend to lose our voice. So we have to find or we have to be intentional about the kind of partners we're with, right? So I would say number one to any woman, single or in a relationship or married, find your voice. And know what that is. And I don't mean like the sound of your voice. I mean, your soul, like, what do you really want to do in the world, right? Mm -hmm. And go after it, right? And, And if along the way, you meet, let's say, the opposite gender, and they don't believe in you, or they're trying to hold you back, then you know, right there and then that's not either a your person, either in a relationship or in a work relationship, Mm -hmm. right? Because the more time you waste with the wrong people in general is the longer it's going to take to you to get to your vision. Right. Makes sense. Okay. Jackie, to date, what would you say is your biggest high or your greatest win? Everything. I don't even, <laughs> just like, <laughs> All you know, of it. I'm just, <laughs> yeah, I'm just, you know, I'll be honest with you. Growing up, you know, my father was the caretaker of the house. My mother didn't work. And then, you know, I got married. I didn't really work. Right. So there was a time where being an entrepreneur for me was completely something that I wasn't familiar with. Right. Mm-hmm. So for me to go from that version of Jackie to this version, that's my greatest win. To see myself do all the things I knew I could do, but I didn't know until I tried. I love that. That's awesome. What do you think your unique skill set or superpower is that's helped you become successful? Authenticity. Love it. I gotta be honest. There was a time where people were like, you're naive, you're this. And I was like, I trust God, I trust the universe. And you know, times, of course, it was a scary ride, but it still got me to where I am and where I'm going. So authenticity, you know, if you're a good person and you're honest, the rest will take care of itself. As mm-hmm. long as you know yourself, like yes. knowing yourself is the foundation for everything. Yeah. Self is definitely the yeah. foundation. Everything else just emanates out from that outward from that foundation of self for sure. So speaking of success, how do you define that word? What does the word success mean to you? To me, success means doing everything I envision myself doing. I'll be honest, right? That really is it, right? It's even the little things, right? Like if I want to fold laundry and if I sit on the couch and I don't, I didn't have a successful day, right? So success measured by big things. Success is measured to the promises you keep to yourself. How successful and consistent are you with yourself? So to me, that is what success means. Love it. What would you say is one of the most important things you've learned in your life? And what was your life like before learning it? And what was your life like after learning it? Oh, that's a great question. Because I've learned so many things. I think I would have to say just perseverance. You know, honestly, sometimes people in their darkest hour, they want to give up. Naturally, I too wanted to give up, right? But if I gave up, I wouldn't have the impact that I'm having on so many people. So, you know, and one of my clients and good friends, Ryan Blair, actually love him. He's a great mentor person. He's one of my clients. Mm -hmm. He always says, you know, if you don't walk in your purpose, you're not going to help others find their purpose. So it becomes a domino effect. So In your darkest hour, you may be going through that thing because you're going to overcome it. And then Mm -hmm. you're going to teach the next person how to overcome it, right? So it's not about you, right? Our purpose is always bigger than us. For example, I always tell people, you know, they have Tylenol, they have Motrin, they have, I don't know, because I don't take medicine, but you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Advil, all of that stuff. There's there's a medicine for everything. Yeah, yeah. 
So there's a person for everyone. There's a voice for everyone. You know, you could be someone at home right now in the worst situation, but if you overcome it, you're the voice that's going to help the person that maybe in five years needs you, mm-hmm. not me, but you, yeah. right? So our purpose is never about us. It's about how can we overcome and who do we help next? Beautiful. What would you say is one of the biggest life lessons or teachable moments that you've had? And what did you learn from it? There's so many. (laughs) Well, your intuition, follow your intuition, right? You know, many times in my life, if my intuition told me something, you know, I'll tell you a story. I've never shared this publicly. The night before my mother passed away, Uh I was on the computer because I was finishing my children's book. I wrote a children's book that I haven't yet published. I'm saving it, but it will be out soon. And she was calling me and I didn't pick up the phone. And I was Uh like, I'll call her in the morning. But she left me a voicemail. And this story gives me the creeps every time I say, not the creeps, but you know, like goosebumps. Yeah. And I went to listen to the voicemail. And the first time I heard the voicemail, the voicemail said, please do this last favor for me. I was like, last. I'm like, why is this woman being dramatic with her last favors? I'm like, I'll call her in the morning. She's being way dramatic. Well, that was the night my mother passed away. Wow. So I went back to hear the message. I said, Mm -hmm. did she know something? Was she not feeling good? Did I not? Maybe, you know. Yeah. The word last wasn't in the voicemail. Oh, wow. It It just said, please call me back. Do me a favor. There was no (laughs) word last. Right. So premonition again, right? So Mm -hmm. when that intuition speaks to you, right, whether it's, you know, quiet or whether it's as loud as that was for me, because I should have called her back in that moment. I didn't listen to it right away. Very, very true. Thank you so much for sharing that moment. Actually, I appreciate you being so vulnerable and sharing that very personal and private moment. And congratulations on writing your book, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, it's a a children's book that I've had for four years now, because that's what she passed. And I've went through so many different artists, which the universe is telling me just hang tight. (laughs) (laughs) The right artist will come. (laughs) Yeah. I'm actually in the works with something big now, not even an artist, but something big for the Mm -hmm. book that could potentially be what I was waiting for. So we'll see. There you go. Beautiful. Jackie, what's your personal motto? Turn your no's into yeses. Remember? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, My my personal motto is just keep going. Honestly, just keep going. That's really it. You know, just keep going. And this is the most important thing because I know there's someone listening whether you're a teenager or a young adult or maybe you're in a bad relationship in a bad household what I'm going to say next is really important I really love saying this if you're in a living environment that you have no control over and you feel stuck go for a walk for a few hours go for a long drive connect with yourself because if you're constantly in a toxic environment and you don't make the effort to get out you won't learn how to hear yourself even if you take a walk for two hours or sit on a bench for two hours, or, you know, I used to drive around for three hours just mm-hmm. in my car, just because I didn't want to go home, you know, because I had to get clear and I had to be able to hear what Jackie needed. That's how yeah. I found my voice. So to anyone listening, you know, just connect with yourself and keep going. Love it. Very wise words. What does the word empowerment mean to you? empowerment. That's a great question. Empowerment. If you switch the letters E-M and you M-E, me power. (laughs) Love it. I love that. That's awesome. (laughs) Love that, Jackie. Okay. We're going to jump into a little rapid fire section here. So the next grouping of questions just be two, three, four word answer type thing. Okay. How would you describe yourself in one word? (laughs) I'm like trying to figure out. Uh, (laughs) In one word? Yep. 
determined. If you were writing your autobiography, what would the title be? For some reason, I had this title for the longest time. It was Shattered Glass. Okay. And I don't know why. I think it's just because I can break through, you know, mm-hmm. anything, right? So that's, for some reason, that's been on my mind for years. Okay. If you could teach the world one thing, what would it be? Don't be afraid to follow your heart. Don't be afraid. You know, what's on your heart is on your heart for a reason. You mm-hmm. know, I always say, and Steve Harvey says this also, and I'm going to keep this quick because I know we're trying to be fast. <laughs> <laughs> Your memory is the things that have already happened to you. Mm -hmm. Your imagination are the things that are possible for you. Love that. What's one thing you want but cannot buy with money? Does this include superpowers? (laughs) (laughs) Whatever you want. (laughs) I love to sometimes read minds. (laughs) I don't know if that makes sense. But yeah, you know, because sometimes, you know, we're humans, right? So even though we have intuition, we could be wrong about people here or Mm -hmm. there, right? So we could only read minds. If I could buy that superpower, I would. (laughs) (laughs) What is one of your favorite entrepreneurial books? Oh, my favorite entrepreneurial books. There's so many. You know what? I'm going to say just because I love him. Nothing to lose, everything to gain by Brian Blair. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> really good read. If you could change one thing about the world, what would you change? The pain. Because I think pain, sometimes when people are in pain, they, they react faster. Uh, and their reaction does damage to themselves and others. And it's a snowball effect. And that's how we've gotten to where we are. We're a world full of pain. Mm. Mom life is? Exciting and challenging, but I wouldn't trade it for anything. Entrepreneur life is? Uh, entrepreneurial life is exciting. <laughs> I love challenges. <laughs> you know, I, same I, thing I, as mom life. Yeah, yeah same. and that's the thing. You know, everything's connected for me, but uh, yeah. same. Yeah. yeah. That concludes our rapid fire section. Now back to our regularly scheduled program. What is the most entrepreneurial thing about you? I'm not afraid to make that connection, right? So when you find your voice, like I said earlier, you know, I'll tell you one thing about me. When I first started my podcast, right? Mm -hmm. Networking was something that's huge for business in general. You have to let people know you're here to stay. So the first time you introduce yourself, Then the second time, maybe you get into a small conversation. Third time, you know, when you're consistent in your relationships, Uh you're determined to succeed, right? Because you're building slowly, right? And Will Smith says this, when you build a house, you build it brick by brick. You want to focus on each brick individually, right? Uh So when I connect with people, I'm genuinely connecting because I I like something about them or they're authentic to me in a way. Build that friendship. And then when you zoom out sometimes in life, then you notice, oh, I maybe that person, you know, can I could ask that person, you know, for help. Yeah. So everything is connected. You're building your own reality brick by brick, relationship by relationship. And in entrepreneurship, you just have to look at the people that you respect, you admire, and you 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 close, you fill in the gaps. Love it. What would you say are the top three skills needed to be a successful entrepreneur? Oh, this is a good one. You got to have tough skin. <laughs> That's, That's for you, sure. You have to. Um, you have to be determined. You have to be focused. 
Uh As an entrepreneur, you know, especially if you're not getting a salary, especially if you're depending on yourself, you have all the freedom, right? And I struggled with this in the past. So you could sit on your phone all day, you know, you could do whatever you want all day, you could run errands all day, but you got to get focused. You got to do the work, especially as an entrepreneur, you got to put in the hours, Uh right? Because the universe, God, source, you know, if, if you're determined and put in the hours, you're showing yourself the universe, God, source that you actually want to be doing this thing before the money even shows up, right? Mm-hmm. Before my podcast made Entrepreneur Magazine, you know, for eight months, I did week after week after week, recording after recording, where there was a time where we had 10 to 15 to 30 listeners. I could have been like, oh, I only have 30 listeners. I don't want to do this. But I kept showing up week after week after week, you know, so you just have to, you know, be focused, be driven. You you have to there's I mean, there's so many words, but I hope I gave you three good ones. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I get passionate about this stuff. (laughs) Passion. There's another thing that's needed for entrepreneurs. Yeah, sure. What's your favorite productivity hack for entrepreneurs? I don't think there are really any, you know, hacks to be an entrepreneur. The only thing I would say is to increase time- productivity. Yeah, yeah. To, again, focus. Mm. Focus is one. Time management. So many. Time management is important. It has to do with focus. But you know, what really works for me is if you write your goals for a year, and then you know, and someone taught me this recently at the agency I was working with. If you write your goals for the year. Right. And then you break them down into weeks, a month, six months, Uh then you can target each one. So for this week, what do I need to do? If I do this for the next five weeks or six weeks, what's going to happen in four months? You know, you have to break things down in increments, especially as an entrepreneur, because if your vision is there, get there. Yeah. One big leap. So breaking things into increments, focusing management. I mean, again, there's being an entrepreneur is work itself, Uh right? Besides the business, right? It it has a whole other side to it, which is the determination, the focus. So yeah, I think there's a lot. Yeah. What's an unexpected blessing or occurrence that you're grateful for in your life? My son, I'll be honest. At the time, my husband and I, even though we were trying for him, I was having a hard time being a wife uh-huh. so when when we got pregnant you know he was more excited than I was <laughs> wow. yeah and, and then that's something you know at the time I was like oh but what about you know my career you know because at the time that's really you know again I lost my voice right yeah. so now put a baby into the mix yeah right? yeah for sure and this is a lot of times women have a hard time saying this out loud by uh-huh. the way but my son for sure because once he was born, and by the way, I never had any babysitting experience. I had no baby experience, period. So I was like, how am I going to change a diaper? But interestingly enough, when my son was born, my motherly instincts kicked in right away. I mm. became super mom. I knew why his <laughs> tummy was hurt. I knew what to do when his tummy hurt. I can feel my son, you know. So my son is my most biggest blessing that was unexpected because, um, even though we were trying, you know, there were failed attempts yeah, before yeah. and definitely my son, because if, if not for my son, when everything fell apart in my world, he was my why to yeah. hold on and keep going also. Beautiful. Love it. Who in your life has had the biggest impact on you and why? My sister. <laughs> okay. She'd be surprised. You know, my sister, I love her from a young age because she, she also, you know, she, she's a stay at home mom. She's a Uh great mom, great wife. But from a young age, I think that 
she also wanted to find her voice. And she always told me, you work, just go work. And then when I started working, she was like, no, you know, she, she, she was always tough love with me. Right. Yeah. And the tougher she was, the more I wanted to prove, you know, the sister thing. I wanted to yeah. prove her like I could do that. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. Podcast. Right. She would laugh at me. And then I was like, oh, like you're your favorite. <laughs> I'll show you. <laughs> I'll show you. So definitely my sister. She's my hero. She's my biggest critic. She is really um, what motivates <laughs> and me. Uh, so yeah, my sister. Okay. What does the best version of you look like when you close your eyes and imagine it? Wow. She, she's powerful. You know, someone who makes a worldly impact. This is just, you know, the beginning for me. Right. Yeah. And I think it's also because when people communicate with me, they could feel my heart. I know there's a vibration to me. There's a frequency to me that I want others to feel. I don't know if it's, you know, a healing aspect. Maybe I say something in the moment that someone needed to hear, but there's definitely some kind of gift I have of connection that makes me want to connect with people. Okay. If you could step into my shoes, what would you have asked yourself that I didn't ask you? You did great, honestly. <laughs> like you did so good, honestly. I don't think Thank there's you. Yeah, no, your your questions are are powerful. I don't think that I would have asked anything more. Thank you. If you could go back, Jackie, and give your younger self one piece of advice, what would that piece of advice be? Find your voice sooner. Find That's your voice powerful. Sooner. You know, sometimes there were moments in my life where there were opportunities that I didn't take because I was afraid I couldn't do it. And, you know, I delayed my process. I'm still in, you know, I still got to where I wanted to go, but I delayed the process. So again, find your voice sooner. Lastly, if you were to deliver your last 30 second speech to the world, what would that last 30 seconds sound like? What would you say? This is a good one. Pretty much this whole episode. I would definitely say the intuition part is very, for me, it's the most important thing. You know, follow your heart. First, you have to know what's in your heart, right? So find out what's in your heart, why it's on your heart. Is it ego? Is it, you know, really the core of who you are and follow it fearlessly and don't let anyone talk you out of it. Like not anyone. And even on the days where your reality might not match, keep going because, you know, think about birthing a baby. It takes nine months to see it in the reality. Same thing with your manifestation or your vision. It's going to take time for you energetically to birth that into your reality. So just keep going. Beautiful. I love that. Jackie, thank you so much. This has been such an incredibly inspirational and beautiful conversation. You are a truly inspirational woman. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here and sharing a bit about your story and your journey with me and with the Empowerography community. I'm absolutely honored to have you as a member of the Empowerography community, and I appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me. This was really great, I have to say. <laughs> Once again, my name is Brad Walsh, host of your Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest has been Jackie Minsky. She is a publicist and a branding and marketing strategist. Thanks so much, Jackie. I hope you have an amazing rest of the day. You too. Thank you so much. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. If you haven't yet, please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share with all your friends. You can find me at visuphoria.ca, follow me on Instagram at Empowerography Podcast, and on Facebook at Empowerography. Please join me next time for another inspirational story from yet another amazing woman.